Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Fuck Faking Movies. This is... Oh, Seth is literally chugging my lord. Oh, his... Hell of a start. He... He didn't. Oh, there it is. <laughs> he missed the face. Oh. The sh- Chicago face. <laughs> yeah. See, I was like, I, I know Seth. Like, oh, enjoy- it's all up in my nose now. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Seth, like me, enjoys Malort. But, I do like, enjoy Malort, it, but drinking it like that fast just seems unpleasant. And yeah. I was like, let me. I'll, I'll I'll narrate it for for our listener. Um, tilts the bottle back, doing a very clear chug. Um, I could see his face turning red <laughs> and then he finishes and he's still smiling. And I thought, Oh, okay. Seth got out of this one unscathed. No, sir. No, no. sir. He did not. <clears throat> I didn't. Cough, gasoline though, finish. So at least there's that. Yeah. yeah. Bonus points. Also it's you, delicious. It is. I like it. I don't care what anyone like. I'm not just saying that. I think it tastes good. I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. It's very I love, bitter. I, I love I love Wormwood. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Hey, check out our Twitter. Marielle mm. runs that. She does a great job. It's at Faking Movies. Episode two thirty two. That's the one. Ah, uh, yes, mm-hmm. correct, yeah. correct. So earlier today, uh, or yesterday and today, uh, we were all talking about um, Ari Aster's new movie. Mm. Yeah, right. how it's. A mm-hmm. apparently four hour, uh, yep. <laughs> four hour horror comedy, and how just insane that sounds. And it got me to thinking that I'm gonna propose a, uh, I'm gonna put something on the table here, guys. Uh, no movie, the only two acceptable times for movies are 90 minutes or 180 minutes. And this oh. is my, th- this is my thought. <laughs> hmm. I have never watched a two and a half hour movie where I'm sitting there thinking. This is the perfect length. I either yeah. want more or I wish there was an hour less. That's true. Three hours, you mentally prepare yourself for the whole journey and you're like ready for it. But yeah, two and a half is just like, hey, you could have cut a bunch of shit. Yeah, man. three hours is a journey. It's this movie yeah. is a journey and it's going to take me on a journey. Yeah, sure. two and a half hours is this director didn't have anyone to tell them no. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they included all these extra scenes that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. Yeah. Four hours, on the other hand, um, unthinkable. <laughs> I, I think there's a little film called <laughs> Barry Lyndon. It's not four hours long. It's three no, hours it's, and I, 14 it, minutes, I think. I, I thought it was like sure. three hours, six minutes. All right, there's a little film called Lawrence of Arabia. There it is. That's knocking on the door of four. Yeah. I mean, a that's a little film called Director's Cut of Return of the King. Yeah, um, it's up there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's over four. There's a little yeah, film called not God with the Wind, which Ooh. I've never seen all of because same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. took a nap. Um, I just horror comedy. Hey, Ari Aster. I don't know, how you don't know if that. that's his lane. B. Yeah, those are tight. Eighty-five every time. 
That's fucking out he, of control. He's been talking about making a comedy for so long, though. I like just, it's what it's it's he just wants it. It's you have to like think about it. Like I saw the description he gave is like it's it's not horror comedy is is the genre, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's a, it's the right way to express what this movie is going to be like. Sure. The the representative films of horror comedy are generally bad. Um so Hey, you know I could see him doing like. a highbrow version, maybe. But. I, don't, I don't know. I, you you got your you got your Evil Dads. You got your um... yeah. Oh, I no. wasn't even putting that in comedy. I'm thinking like I don't know, like Tucker and Vin. Well, I Tucker was just gonna Dale's. say I don't like Tucker yeah. Dale versus Evil. I know everybody yeah. loves it, but I don't like it. Well, it's fine. Then what just, is, it would have been better as a horror movie. What, a, like, what about like movie. Cabin in the Woods? Is that horror comedy or not? Uh, no, I think I that's think just it's horror parody, like horror meta meta. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Postmodern horror or something, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, I think the idea with Ari Aster's horror comedy is that it's not so much going to be comedy as it's going to be uh, absurd, like okay. beating you into into just submission with like like laughing at in the face of of the madness of the movie. You know, That's, that I'm fine with. That sounds. I don't know. That sounds exhausting. I mean, Sounds better than like a four-hour scary movie. The movie Scary Movie. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> like that hey, is unthinkable. <laughs> how many of the scary movies have you seen in theaters? Because I've seen two of them, and they're not theaters? the two you would expect. <laughs> four and five. <laughs> Three and four. <laughs> oh wow! Jesus. Okay. I think I saw maybe the first one. I don't. I Mr. Cool Kid got to go to an R-rated movie. I, I wasn't was like allowed exactly to see our age that demo. trash. <laughs> Yeah, you were saved by your uh, ethical leaning parents. Yeah, my, my restrictive parents that we didn't yeah. go to movies ever. Mm. Yo, the, one of the craziest. And yet fuck we things. watched Wizards. And you talked about this, yeah. Das mm. Boot, the director's cut. Listen, oh, Das sure. Boot is a cultural yeah. artifact. I yeah, I know, but there is a scene where they're picking crabs off of each other for like fifteen minutes. So. Mm. Yeah, the director's sure. cut really does not have any chill, does it? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> that is how that works usually. Yeah. Um, um, the 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 most buckwild thing maybe that I've ever seen, the most buckwild opinion that I've ever heard out of my father, category uh, entertainment, because I'm not even. Holy Motors is a good movie. <laughs> no. Oh, thank the gods! I like. I don't have to hate your father because Jesus. Yeah. You'd have to get late-term emancipated if that was the case. That's just, no. Late-term <laughs> emancipated. Like, this has no legal standing, but I, I feel like I have I, to I do still it. Need I'm to, sorry. Like, I need to separate. I'm sorry. Yeah, this I'm is sorry. Not... Holy Motors is not good. <laughs> it's the, the worst movie of all time. No, so um, sorry. Go years ahead. ago, I remember visiting from home uh, from college, and my dad said something like, oh, if you get bored... Uh, I rented a movie from Blockbuster and like first of all my dad didn't have a Blockbuster account so I don't know what the fuck like where he got this from I think oh no someone he works with loaned it to him but oh, wow. it was from Blockbuster he goes I got this it's, the, it's the, maybe the funniest movie I've ever seen I'm like oh interesting it was oh, if it isn't Shrek 2 oh meet the Spartans oh right. okay mm-hmm. Did you fucking rock his world and say, hey, dad, you know, there's like 11 more of these movies. <laughs> like, you can just really go to town if you want. No, I didn't do that because I was <laughs> not right. going to bring that into the house I grew up in. You know, sure. like that's fair. That could have changed the dynamic a bit. Yeah. Did yeah. Zack Snyder do those? Am I making that up? Did, was that his early career? No. 
No, no, mm. but that the 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 evil one from Drake and Josh is in one of those, isn't he? Oh, oh Drake. Yeah, is he the evil one? He's the yes. evil one. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's in he's in the superhero one. Hmm. Right? Isn't okay. wasn't there a superhero one? I don't know. I think I'm sure definitely there was. yes. Yeah. Uh, there's one f- that I don't think it's connected to that series, but there's a like a, a superhero parody movie from uh-huh. a few years ago that has uh, the guy from the league who pretended to be a, uh, at 9-11. Steve Radizzi, yes. Yes. Weird and, fucking deal. <laughs> uh-huh. And, yeah. and wrestler Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels plays huh. a Yoda-like character, and all they did was put some green paint on him but it's very patchy based on the pictures on the imdb all right wow. <laughs> that's every once in a while i stumble on this movie on imdb somehow like like it's always three three to 20 steps of like clicking links on imdb and i mm. end up there all the time that's me <laughs> that's what my movie's about this week is acts is is like the the nightmare horror of the internet where you end up at the same thing <laughs> that you just can't believe exists over yeah. and over and over again some sort of destiny yeah mm-hmm. man okay so just a few quick facts about meet the spartans it has a <laughs> It has a 2.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which right. is not bad. Like very low, but probably accurate. Not bad. Also, two two of the top three uh, build are Kevin Sorbo, noted shitlord, yeah. and mm-hmm. Carmen Electra. Mm. Wow. Diedrich Bader, no shit. Method Man, what? <laughs> yeah. None, none Do you know how many wow. of those people my dad like would have known who they were? Oh, zero for a sure. Big old goose <laughs> probably egg. Carmen Electra. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ike Barinholtz, everybody's favorite. Um, that guy. <sighs> Mm. You know, I, I know you very dislike. Yeah, he's Chris O'Donnell, Ike Barinholtz. I don't like Ike. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I do like Chris O'Donnell, though. I know we call him the great unpleasantness, yeah. but like, I love Batman yeah. Forever. I love right. Three Musketeers. Yeah, like, I, those two, okay. they're great. Sure, <laughs> there might be others, but I haven't seen. Well, them. there's Batman Maybe. and Robin. It has mm. its purpose. Yeah, yeah, it has its purpose, which is mostly ice puns. <laughs> Which yeah, is all I true. care about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> Take he... two. Call me in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Like it's great. That's when he uh-huh. gives. That's when he gives Batman two vials of the oh. cure he came up with for McGregor's disease, which Alfred has, and so did it's true. Mr. Freeze's wife. Yeah, Nora <laughs> Freeze also had McGregor's, but she was at stage three. Alpha is only stage two, so he yeah, still true. Time. So he's still treatable. Okay. I really hope that he had. They look like Orbeez, though. They look they look like little jars oh. full of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's I, very I do, time appropriate, I guess. I, yeah. I do hope that 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 Victor Freeze had more of that because you know I'm not listen. Alfred's advanced age doesn't mean he's not deserving of all the medical treatment that is available <laughs> to him. But, like, if there weren't others and he doesn't have, like, a stable formula, like, what about all the other people with McGregor's disease? You should at least make, synthesize more. No, yeah. you he had to. All of your McGregor's disease serum on Alfred. <laughs> no, no, and no. And forget no. the he, formula. He, he had to have because he popped it out of his dumb little suit, right? Right, but he says, take uh. two and call me in the morning. I think he had to take both of them. Yeah, but he definitely has, like, backups for his everything in his suit back at his lair. 
which the police already confiscated and probably fucked up and tampered with the evidence and ruined Um, it all. So you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Police incompetence (laughs) killed every person with the Gregor syndrome. (laughs) Police were the ultimate villains in the fucking Batman movie? I mean, I'm not surprised, but... That does happen a couple of times, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. You know what character I really like in the Batman movies? Gossip Gertie. Oh, she does keep showing what? up. What? She's in the first one. She was just okay. an, like a, a featured extra. At Bruce, like the... Bruce, what are you mm-hmm. wearing today? Yeah. Oh, like the Harry Potter oh, character sorry, lady Brucey. that works for the... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Reader Skeeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's always one of those. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, so this woman was like a, a featured extra in the first one at like the big party at Wayne Manor. Mm. And I guess she was like real life friends with... Um, Schumacher. So when Schumacher took over, he was that like, "Hey, that doesn't surprise uh, me at all. That you're already exactly you're right. already in the universe. Let's uh, let's get. Wow. There's another party scene. Let's get Gossip Gertie in here. And sure. she's in every party scene. Mm-hmm. Like every time there's a party, that woman shows up. Oh, it's Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Brucey, Brucey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. No notes. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Yeah. Gossip Gertie. Wow. So back to Meet the Spartans. There's a new one in 20, 2015. These same shitheads that have made like 20 of these fucking movies made one called Super Fast about the Fast and Furious universe. Oh. And it looks like the Vin Diesel guy's wearing a fake nose, and I'm just real into that. Interesting. I, I don't recognize a single person in the cast, and I went like 20 deep. So. Oh, I was going to say, is Simon Rex not in it? Like you, He does show up a lot in these, but no, it would appear I mean, not. I think he, I assume he just feels like behind hold into the idea of doing these parody movies because it got him out of porn, porn slash mtv you know <laughs> yep yep we into, just watched um into red rocket movies yeah, yeah i heard it was difficult to watch it is based on the premise that he's trying to get a 17 year old girl into porn and it's also right. like two hours 15 minutes and it, there's just nothing happens like which is kind of the person i forget who did sean it, baker but... that's what sean baker's movie okay. like yeah, yeah it's like his thing when i was looking through the list but like yeah i i kind of weirdly i don't like simon rex but i have followed him because of the porn thing and mtv and whatever like he's and dirt nasty he's always like been around um but yeah that movie was nothing and i hear it like it almost had like a word buzz and stuff i was like well mm. his performance did yeah Okay. And, and like a lot of people, it was he was like the uh, remember a few years ago when it seemed like Sandler was going to get nominated for Untouched oh. Uncut Gems. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. It right. was like that type situation. Okay, and then everybody went like, "No, that's great. We can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's too much." I think it, I think this one had more to do with like the subject matter, though. Sure, Sandler's uh, was weird yeah. because everybody was just like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Why yeah. didn't they nominate him?" Like, yeah, yeah. that would have been really fun. Yeah. Well, anyway. Fucking people were calling it in like the, over the summer, like, oh, I guess Adam mm-hmm. Sandler is going to win Best Actor, so that's pretty yeah. cool. And he yeah. didn't get nominated. Yeah, fucking the Academy. I haven't wow, seen that it's... movie. I'm not going to ever see it. I don't. Uncut Gems? Oh, I don't it's like to. the closest to a simulated anxiety attack. I think you can. Yeah, get. No, yeah, I that's why I'm not going to. I don't think I can handle it. To be honest, that's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so Lee's faking a movie this week. <laughs> yeah. And we you know, it. actually, the, the the reason I brought up all that Ari Aster stuff earlier was because uh, I made a madcap horror comedy this week. No shit. Well, there uh, we go. Running length? What's your running length? Just get that out of the way. Oh, 90. Yeah. 
Oh, Perfect. sweet as seven, seven and above. We can only. Well, it's her. actually it's actually eighty six, <laughs> but we added some bloops to the to oh, the credits. So sweet it's like, Caroline, um, that is on, exactly what we need. <laughs> on a sister podcast, blank check. They were talking about Sam Raimi always tries to make like eighty five minute movies, and the studios are like, no, no fucking put more not. shit in there. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's such a good time, such a good amount of time for a movie. Yep. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's like yeah. it's basically like a like a a double episode of Star Trek, which is yeah. all I need. And it runs on TV in two hours with commercials. Like it is truly just. The, and yeah, if Ben perfect. Affleck's in it, it runs on Duncan also. So <laughs> the boy Thank with you. the dragon tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just Duncan uh, on on Ben Affleck <laughs> right now. Right? Oh, he didn't right, seem anyway. that bad. <laughs> Because he held the door for me. Oh, sure. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting so. remarried to J Lo. I just saw like yesterday. Well, they never so were married. They're they're reengaged oh. though. Oh, okay. My yeah. partner has feelings about the new ring. So. Oh, oh. didn't see it. Okay. I need yeah, to see. She this says that new the ring. old ring was much better. Oh. But I need to see both of these. Ask your partner to send me photos. Well, the <laughs> old one was just the, like a giant princess cut pink diamond, but it was like fucking enormous. It uh, was like the sure. like a real pink diamond? I don't know if it was really a pink diamond or if it was just pink, but you it's know. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez? That's probably a real pink yeah, diamond. Yeah, it's probably yeah. a real pink diamond. God damn, those are not mm. common. <laughs> yeah, so yeah? like the apparently the she she's They're her, mostly method band, not common. She was saying that that the the original ring from twenty years ago was like a perfect encapsulation of the time period, which yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure, right. It's like, uh, a, like and a, then the like new f- one now just seems like yeah, I guess it's like a classy ring, but like who fucking cares? Man, yeah. it is. It's a very pale green, almost gray, but it has to be fucking like nine carats. <laughs> that thing is a finger's width. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Wait, wow. wait! It's 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 a it's a, a green diamond. It's like a very pale green, or like a. Gray, it don't you know? matter. Green diamonds are <laughs> crazy. Sure, you this don't cool, find um, you don't find green diamonds. That's just not cool a thing. Gemstone podcast. We found ourselves. On. <laughs> yeah, we're, this is. Hey, welcome back to Uncut Gems. Uh, TM. Oh! Uh, this is <laughs> a podcast where we talk about gems. <laughs> you dirty and don't bird. do any editing no apparently not look Ooh, at look at this 40 cool. some carat uh aquamarine i have right here you can make a, a real hell of a ring out of that mm, yeah it'd be that. quite unwieldy but i guess it could work yeah you would. could you could really turn this around and and fuck up somebody's face yeah, just say, you're not, yeah. not getting through uh airport security with that one for sure <laughs> Sir, you'll have to leave. You yeah. can get this back when you go home. Yeah, mm-hmm. get it back at the end of the year. Yeah, just all Pogs the Is airport security suddenly a teacher? In, yeah, in I guess so. Fourth grade. You just have a giant drawer somewhere. Yeah. yeah, no, it's full of so many of my kazoo's. <laughs> if I were a teacher, I would have a cannabis amnesty box, just like the airports do. <laughs> Free drugs from the kids. What could go wrong? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no jury in the in, in the world could convict me because mm-hmm. I didn't pay for it. 
yeah, sure. and yeah, because yeah. and then of course one of them is laced with PCP, and you just blast off. <laughs> yeah, don't don't trust Tommy's weed. Tommy's a real rapscallion. <laughs> yeah, look at that kid. He's he's sixteen and he has a rat tail. Do not smoke anything that kid's got with him. <laughs> a real knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So Lee's right. faking a movie this week. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the movie you guys gave me is called Heart and Souls. So Lee's faking a movie this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the correct singular and then plural. Yeah, Heart and <laughs> Souls. Yes, correct. Yep. And the cast you gave me is Robert Downey Jr., oh, yeah. Kira Sedgwick, yes. Tom mm-hmm. Sizemore, David Paymer. <laughs> Thank you for doing the claps. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth Shue, Alfrey uh-huh. Woodward. Charles Grodin and BB King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it makes you feel better, Kurtwood Smith is also in this if you want to add wow. him. Wow. Yeah. I would have done my casting a little differently uh, if I knew. Kurtwood Smith that. is, however, uncredited, I believe. So mm-hmm. uh, bit of Yeah, he's area. he's in exactly one scene. Like it was Yeah, they it probably his took time. his credit away when he threatened to kick the director in the ass or something. Yeah. <laughs> called him a dumbass or yeah. Yeah. Or you know, was too busy being on multiple episodes of Star Trek. That's true. Uh-huh. Oh, he plays the president of the Federation in six. Uh, yeah, in six, correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alfrey's also in one of the movies. I think uh, I forget which one she's uh, in. Yeah, I don't, hmm. I don't remember. It's one of the that, it's one of the TNG movies. I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, she's in first. Isn't she in first contact? She is in first contact. Yeah, because yeah, um, she's like the main character after Picard. Yeah, oh, sure. In the mm. A plot, yeah. although mm. I think the the building the warp drive is the real A plot of that movie. <laughs> I I mean I agree until it repopularized Steppenwolf the band, which you know yeah. was oh, kind yeah, of a bummer. True. Not the theater company. Bummer. Yeah, Yeah, Gary Sinise was really floundering until that movie came out. It's like, I should do a fucking veterans charity. Nobody gives a shit about me anymore. Listen, he seems like a totally chill guy. and like, It's like, I'm going to do a veterans charity. Gary, why didn't you just work for one that exists already? There's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of good ones too. So there are. Yeah. and he didn't even like put it. It wasn't really a vanity thing because it's not like the Gary Sinise money for veterans or whatever. Right. He just does the voiceover on the commercial. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He does anyway. seem like a cool guy though. Anyway, he yeah. seems all right. I bet yeah. he's pretty intense because I hear all of those Steppenwolf people were like all the Steppenwolf oh. guys. I hear were like really difficult to be around. Wasn't um, Malkovich, Malkovich in there too? Yeah. Malkovich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, somebody <laughs> had to do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's a law. It's a law. <laughs> Yep. okay so what you got so those are the those that was the catch you guys want to hear my failed ones yes yeah. of course. course we do one of them you already know because as soon as you gave me the cast this is what i said um mm. yep so this movie that. heart and souls is not about the staff of a bar during insert historical period where the only thing hotter than the music is the chemistry between the staff members it's not mm-hmm. about that I think you 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 said like waiting or cheers or something. Yeah, I don't know. Almost. I was thinking more like Empire Records, but at a bar. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, I and with adults yeah. and BB King. Mm-hmm. Well, you got Tom Sizemore in there, so like he wouldn't have to show up not drunk. So that's cool. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's playing to his strengths for sure. Yeah, yeah. And R D J. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at a certain point in time. At a certain for point sure. in time. Back, back uh, when. <laughs> here's here here's a spoiler. 
this is that point in time. Yeah. I assumed it probably was because <laughs> Kira Sedgwick is also in it, and she's basically just done TV for a long time mm-hmm. now. So yeah, yeah. yeah RDJ and Sizemore were fully blasted off in this week. Mm. We can only assume. Yeah. Without. Do you guys doubt. remember when Kira Sedgwick was on that TNT show, The Closer? Yeah. And TNT did the um, their little ads for for their original programming. They would insert them onto the lower third of the screen they during just other up. programs. Yeah. Hers just... was. She would pop up, look around, look in her purse, pull out a donut, smile, and start to eat it. And it's like, that could not represent that show any less. <laughs> any less. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Other than the it's fact about, that like, Kira closing Sedgwick cold is in it. cases or something, right? Yeah. 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 Like, She's like a very adept detective, not like a shitty weird cop donut eater, right? Like, Or just a person who eats food out of their purse is basically the show they advertised. Oh, like, yeah. man, I eat yeah. food out of my purse all the time. That feels more. Like I'll more never of a be a Sedgwick. Thing, <laughs> Not you could be a Kevin rate. Bacon. I mean, oh. it's true. Yeah. I hey, have they, eaten you know, bacon. That's a, that's out a of Hollywood my purse. relationship that's been going strong for a long. They time. They have been doing quite well, apparently. Yeah. yeah, they have weird kids. Their kid is um, in a metal band, I think. The sweet. I mean, their dad awesome. is in a shitty bar band, so like you know, oh, the, sure the Bacon me. Brothers. Oh, yeah, I mean, workshop that one too. <laughs> Come on, boys. For a while there, Kevin Bacon was writing for the, I think, the Colbert Show. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, I could I could be mistaken, but like, well, I feel like he was doing that for a while, and it was very hmm. confusing. He seems like a fun dude. He seems like a guy. Like he always struck me as a guy who's like, yeah, I'm. I'm not. Apparently, I, nobody wants me to be the the big leading man, so I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I yeah. want. And plus, we've yeah. seen his penis so yes. many times. Oh, it's really yeah, the ghost like, outline. I've seen it, and I've seen it hollow. Yeah, yeah. hollow man. I think we all prefer the hollow. It's got. It's, it's just something something special something about it. Special <laughs> enigmatic. About it, it's like a little <laughs> shiny. It's like a shiny Pokemon. Yeah, of it's a penis. Like OG Hoglog. Yeah, God, so good. It's up there, baby. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, uh, fucking RoboCop director. Oh, uh, that's a good one too. Yeah. God, what's his? Why can't I think of his name? Also, striptease. Same guy. Uh, yep. Paul Verhoeven. Thank you. Verhoeven. My God, I was gonna explode. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I mean. Yep. <laughs> that just made so me anyway. think of that time when they like redid all of the scenes from RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> shooting everyone's dick off and blowing scene. every dick off yeah. dick squibs yeah. <laughs> that's a good that'd be a good stage name dick squibs mm, if you were like the the kind of nerdy one in guar or something yeah. i was thinking just an actor <laughs> oh okay yeah, yeah and and the winner is for best actor <laughs> dick squibs for sensitive portrayal of dying <laughs> And then he gets up on stage and his dick explodes. Oh, the ultimate payoff. A career's worth of goof. Yeah. Did I just oh write God. a sketch for a shitty mid-2000s sketch show? You did. That was yeah. probably on Mad TV, I gotta say. Ah, uh, no, it's too, it's too competent. Um, yeah, that would have been a whitest kids. Uh, yeah, kids. Oh, it does sound yeah, like a whitest kids for, thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Rip Ch- Trevor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm, I was talking about that with a friend of the show, Jer, the other day. Mm-hmm. Literally, I don't know why it came. Oh, because we were going to supersize ourselves with whiskey after I helped them move. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Always good. We're I've back. Got this Stay off the balcony side now. Hey, guys, yeah. I'm going to jump down the stairs and land on my side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. 
Oh, that was the dream. Anyway, <sighs> what are your other failed ideas? Yeah, what you got? Yeah, uh, so this is not about the Egyptian afterlife where your heart gets weighed against a feather. Oh, um, that's uh, a good idea. That yeah, sounds sure, like the kind sure, of bullshit sure. I'd pull. Because the thing is, though, it, like in it, a couple years ago, there were two Egypt movies that were basically cast with almost entirely white people and i'm not gonna go down that road yeah that was mm. a real problem um that's fair like yeah. gods of egypt and uh oh that had a was... norwegian as the as the main well, cast Ridley guy. scott directed mm. one of them yeah uh, what about the one that's technically in the aliens universe but just barely um wasn't that vaguely egyptian i don't no. know what the fuck you're talking about you're talking about mm. stargate prometheus uh, prometheus oh Egyptian? I didn't get an Egyptian. No, I didn't vibe. get no Egyptian okay. from that. I just got HR Gigel. Well, Natch, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just everything is dick shaped. As they talk about dicks, yeah. I ain't, I ain't mad about it. Speaking of dicks, uh, other failed I got ones? another failed one. Yeah, one more failed one. <laughs> Speaking of dicks, jeez. I don't know. So this is not going to be about Kingdom Hearts, but I did consider just reading the synopsis of one of the Kingdom Hearts games and swapping yeah, names out. That would have been uh, fun. I would yeah. have probably given you a 10 for that because of the goof. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, th- those things are incomprehensible. I mean, Heart and Souls, if anything, is too simple of a name for a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, mm, it'd be sure, like sure. Hearts and Souls X-23, Revenge of the... Soul jugger now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got uh-huh. nothing. Anyway, so it would have been yeah. wait. I, I should have made it make less sense. That was almost a sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well, okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So the, those are those are the ones I didn't go with. Sure. Uh, sure. So what I am gonna do though is, that, ugh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, <laughs> Fuck. The Malort's coming back. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have anything to drink. I had a milkshake earlier. That's the oh. problem. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. Oh, yeah. your your whole your whole butthole lighter. Mm-hmm. Ugh, talk about Giardia. <laughs> I hope not. Um... <laughs> not the beaver milk. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> beaver oh. milk. <laughs> Hate to see it. I don't get it, Doc. I just been drinking beaver milk out of my beaver skin cup. What the hell could be? <laughs> just wash it in the stream out back, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, madcap horror comedy. That uh, got me though. That's very. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever seen um, Cat Blue? Yeah. Cat Blue. Yeah. Cat so Baloo. Those, there's uh, two musicians that work as kind of like the the like a Greek chorus type character, but they they sing songs about the the movie. Nat King Cole is one of them. I forget who the other guy is. I, I can't remember, remember. But Stubby K, I think. Anyway, mm. um, BB okay. King is gonna fulfill that role in this movie. Okay. Um, and the reason why I kind of thought of that is. Uh, I went actually, friend of the show, Jared and I went to see BB King in concert about ooh, in 2006. It's a long mm-hmm. time ago. Yeah. Um, and his show was just, was kind of like more built around telling stories and then punctuating the stories with musical performances. That's awesome. I, yeah, I, that I love cool. that kind of thing, actually. Incredible. Yeah. It was so good. It was such an amazing performance. 
incredible. So, God, like, that sounds really good, man. I'm thinking about <laughs> that kind of a performance as a runner throughout the movie. So, just kind of like imagine anytime there's like a serious scene shift and maybe there needs to be some exposition, BB King comes on and he starts to tell a little bit of a story about Ooh. what's going on and then he plays a song, you know? Okay. That sounds yeah. like the version of musicals that I enjoy. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, so, uh, Ra, RDJ, Kira, Alfrey, and uh, David Paymer. Um, <laughs> they're sitting around uh, drawing shapes in the dirt with a stick, you know, like kids who are going to play a prank or something. Uh, okay. And over their shoulder, BB King catches us up with what's going on. Uh, it's the near future. Some unnamed environmental disaster has caused a portion of the population to go through serious organ failures. Uh, not everyone is affected, but the donor wait list is completely flooded. And mm-hmm. in this hellscape, the rich have taken up, have like grabbed up the few available organs that do exist. Um, so our characters here are decidedly not rich. And they decided that what they're going to have to do to get their hands on a heart is going through a heist and some really sketchy underground surgery. Organ heist. Yay. Yeah. This this is upsettingly real nowadays, but yeah, I'm in. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it also sounds like it. Repo the Genetic Opera, but... Um. Uh, yeah, there's another movie, I want to say, like Jude Law is in it, where they repossess organs when you don't pay them off in time. That's Repo. That's we, Repo. We did this on the podcast, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we did? Yeah. I think, or we did uh, Out of Time, the Timberlake one that feels vaguely we, similar. Yeah. We did it's in, like a, yeah, yeah. It's in like time? medicine, also classism kind of thing. In time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, d- there's, there's going to be a goofy heist, so it's going to be wacky. I don't feel like writing down shtick, so just assume shtick is occurring during oh, the heist. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, there's, some, there's some some stuff's gonna happen. Uh, bad news, everybody. That heart was supposed to go to Charles Grodin. He's um, a rich dude. Oh, of course uh, he is. He, he does play a rich dude very well. He does, like a, a smarmy rich dude. Um, Tom Sizemore is his heavy, and Liz Shu is his wife, and uh, she's gonna be getting most of the laughs here, I think, because. The way I imagine her and Grodin is they're just going to be wildly over the top and evil and like especially her because he's he's more of like a I always think of Grodin as doing not quite deadpan but very even keel until he snaps. I just yeah, want her to that be is like, exactly a Grodin role, right? I want her to be 10 the whole time. Mm, just okay. like everybody's going to walk out and be like, my God, Elizabeth Shue was <laughs> amazing in this movie. She's a real Danny DeVito in Always Sunny sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Okay. Um, yeah. Or Liz Shue in Hamlet 2. Oh, mm. yeah. Uh-huh. She's not, she is not decidedly not at 10 she, in that movie. She's playing she's herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's very good at a lot of herself things. that quits acting and becomes a nurse. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so they're going to be over the top and wildly evil. Uh, Grodin sends Sizemore out after our heist crew because, you know, he's rich and he figured out he, he's got eyes everywhere, so to speak. Much like uh, the opposite of Seth's uh, movie IQ, where there were eyes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there weren't enough Jerry Orbachs in that world, that's for sure. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, I mean, speaking of which, I'm adopting a blind kitten tomorrow. I know, so. tomorrow. Yeah. 
Wow, really on brand. Yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, we're just all about eyes right now. Yeah. Talk about cool. that eye meat. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm. if your kitten's blind, will they still have the uncontrollable urge to eat your eyes while you sleep? I don't if know. They don't know I don't know if eyes? they have that. Yeah. Well, I mean, hmm. she had infections. Oh, and had uh, so she probably wants it even. She wants it even more. Well, yeah, she'll do it while you're not asleep. Like, she's got just, she craves one it. left. Yeah, the one was removed. The other is thirty uh, percent visibility. So she's not blind. So she definitely can get into my eye meat. Yeah, just enough yeah. to find your eyes for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all yeah. she needs. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. it's gonna be Bless very her. cute. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Can't wait to meet that kitten. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> all right so uh groden sends sizemore after our heist crew uh who we catch up with while they are currently in a darkly comedic underworld of underground surgery um so this sure. is the portion of the movie that's going to be hugely gory and disgusting i'm thinking 80s ridiculous low uh low budget gore like like real Stuart gordon shit yeah um, some mm. uh, escape from la vibes yeah mm. uh Think of like like Tom Savini mm-hmm. is the gore designer on this movie. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Um. So lots of surgeries are going on uh, as Sizemore is chasing them um, through this underworld setting. Uh, we find out that Alfrey was the only one who was actually in need of a heart. Uh, the rest of her friends were just helping. Mm-hmm. So she gets the heart and Sizemore kills her through, but then through some wild shenanigans, the heart keeps getting tossed around and goofed up. And over the course, <laughs> the whole middle of the movie, Jesus. basically every member of the crew is going to have the heart transplanted into them at some point. Wait, wow. do they have like double hearts or what? Yeah. It's like, it's they're not because they need it. It's just to keep it away from Charles Grodin and his yeah. goons and yeah. keep it alive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's and keep fine. it alive. Yeah. And like Alfrey's yeah. dead, but they're like, we can get it to someone who actually needs it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to keep it alive. The, the Robin hood of organs. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, so eventually, though, they've all been I killed. don't think has ever been said in English before. <laughs> <laughs> breaking, breaking new ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, is, that is great. We have to get that on a t-shirt. Ooh. I'm the Robin Hood of organs. <laughs> Can, you, can't, you can't just put a weird phrase on a hat because then people are like, oh, you're going through your 30 Rock phase? Like, oh, oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, it, it's definitely going to be Kevin Costner holding up a human heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I do like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm not sure I can we'll, we'll file that this, away. I'll figure it out. Is there yeah. any way to work Picard and his artificial heart into it? Oh, if you mean uh, from the episode Tapestry? Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I I, I got all those screenshots yeah, already. That was yeah, no problem. As long as as long as you mention in Tapestry, can we frame it to make it look like the album cover to the Carol King album Tapestry? Yeah, I I can I can certainly try. Lee really testing the boundaries here. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'll 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 use my shitty Photoshop skills. Right. We we don't doubt you. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces here. Hey, uh, okay. I seem to recall when we did uh, a thing called uh, National Treasures where I had to oh, yeah. <laughs> find yep. three three awesome ladies and then I I feel like there was somebody else running out like chasing a single dollar in it. 
man. There's way more people on it than that. I got yeah. news for you. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I stumbled across it a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. It's there's a lot going on. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, anyway. So eventually, though, all of our heroes have been killed, and Sizemore finally gets his hand on the heart when Liz Shu shows up and kills him. Oh, turns my. out that she also needs a heart, but Grodin was gonna make her wait to prove her devotion. Aww. Well, fuck that, Your Honor. She wants Ooh. the heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. When she gets the transplant, something strange happens. She starts to hear voices. The voices of all the characters who had the heart before her. Mm-hmm. Are the voices real? Is she just going insane? It doesn't matter. Uh, because <laughs> what we get next is this really intense madness suicide scene. Like she's gouging her eyes out and carving up her own Ooh. face. And it's all being directed by the voices. Yeah. Um, Some real uh, event horizon shit happening. Yeah, mm. pretty much. Uh, so Groden finds her. And you think he's going to be concerned. But uh, once, you know, he's like, oh, my doctors, doctors. But once they tell him that the heart's still viable, he's like, oh, yeah, great. Cut it out. Let's get let's get it done. He didn't actually give a shit about her. <laughs> so does, does he know that it just caused her to literally kill herself or he he just doesn't matter. She's crazy because she's been okay. wild and madcap the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. OK. So uh, Grodin gets the uh, transplant in this like beautifully sterile controlled environment. Very like huge difference from the surgeries we've been seeing throughout the movie sure right uh so uh we see some short clips of his recovery uh but while he's you know getting his tests and everything in this like really serene hospital setting uh you could kind of if you're paying close attention this probably on your second viewing you would notice this you could see all these like little minor ticks that he now has and then finally we get a smash cut to the end, which is Grodin clawing at his own chest as he hears the voices swirling in his head, driving him mad and taunting him. Uh, as B.B. King steps into frame and starts singing Heart and Soul until finally we see Grodin get out a knife, cut out his own beating heart before dying, drop it on the counter, and we cut to black. Nice. Jeez. So he gets his. That's nice. I forgot B.B. King was in this fucking movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> he showed up more in the, yeah, in the yeah. actual you, version. You mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fine. Wow. So yeah, yeah that's great. The, uh, the, 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 it's a real it's a tone, tone, to, tone, tone shift. It's a real tone shift to like sure. very intense, uh, going from over-the-top silly horror to uh, disgusting, upsetting horror in that yeah. last last bit. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've been doing the... Everybody's been doing the shifty movie. Seth did one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's kind of what we have to do at this point. We've watched yeah. every movie in existence. So. <laughs> and made every movie that isn't in existence. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, Seth, you have the I Am To Be by chance. Uh, yes? I guess i okay. do i don't know if this the, the imdb people watch the same movie as us but all right <laughs> that's possible yeah well maybe they only watched the like the second half anyway there there is a bit of a tone shift in this one or yeah. a shift anyway anyway yeah. so this is a 1993 film lee um and an unhappy businessman finds a new sense of purpose after he's tasked tasked with helping a quartet of ghosts fulfill their last wishes before moving on to the afterlife. 
Jesus oh my god it sounds so dumb i want to see you, it you remember how in the 90s you could just throw anything at the wall and they were like yeah let's do it totally listen turn this into a rom-com and this movie got made six times in the 2000s you know mm-hmm. what this like, actually kind yeah. of is a rom-com but it is um, actually no. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's basically a lot of just like heaven, except uh, with more possession. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Um, oh, but there's a Ooh. there's a Dunstan's checks in because really, well, no, really? only in insofar as the kid who plays the kid in uh, Dunstan checks in is also in this oh. movie as baby. <laughs> Uh, baby Robbie, Robert Downey Jr. So, oh, no oh, shit. Okay. His name is Eric Lloyd, so it's like almost a Dunstan's check sins. <laughs> okay. Yeah, why not? It's been a while. It, in yeah. a, from a certain point of view. Yeah. 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 I mean, we'll Obi Wan it. It's fine. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jesus um, all right. I, By the I, way, I, I swear to God, I just, as I was typing in Heart and Souls in IMDb, because I want to look at the poster and shit while you talk. Hmm? Another movie title suggestion popped up. It said, did you mean heart and soul? If you guys pull that shit on me next time. <laughs> that was not the plan. But um... Well, I mean, I feel like it has to be now. I did that to myself. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, I think there's variations on this title quite a few times, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I have a longer summary. It's quite long because goddamn a lot happens in this movie. Um, yeah, it is kind of all over the place. It really is, yeah. Uh, okay, so we have four very different people. Grodin is a singer with stage fright. Alfrey is just a loving mom, very good mom. Sizemore is predictably a bit of a lowlife, kind of a criminal. Uh, and Kira is a young waitress, just excited to be in the big city and kind of on the cusp of love. So we see all of these things, uh, just like in rotation as the first 15 minutes. And Seth, I think, correctly pointed out, he's like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, they don't... There are like four completely unrelated storylines for the first 15 movies or f- 15 minutes. Like, I yeah. literally was like, w- why? Why am I being oh, introduced because, to these people? Cause is it because you don't know their ghosts yet and they're all from different timelines? No, is that why? no, it's worse. I mean, ish, yeah. Um, so we also see a storyline with a young-ish couple who is pregnant. Uh, our four mains all go about their lives ending up on the same late-night bus. Uh, the mom in the couple is also currently in labor as they race to the hospital. The uh, so, bus driver is David Pamer. Yeah. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah. Yep, that's the one. We'll sync that So the, the entire mechanism that kicks off this thing is Pamer is being all horned up for some lady leg that he sees out the bus this window. This movie into is so horny. Window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really it's like is. The 90, it's like the 1950s also. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's set in the past. Okay. Yeah. Sizemore right Sizemore's now. a real horn dog too. Yeah. yeah every everyone is horny. Like, yeah. like yeah. uh 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 Groden is also a horn dog a little later. So oh, a little bit, yeah. Not 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 too bad. Oh, this is the same guy who directed uh Tremors. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, yep. Um okay, so he's driving the bus, but he's distracted. He crashes the bus and everyone dies. Uh, Pamer, yep. I think this is 20 the... minutes into the movie. Every single yep. character that we've been introduced to is yep. dead. <laughs> so, you know, something's <laughs> up for sure. Um, they sort of float above the bus and Pamer frigs off real fast because he was probably, presumably the inciting person of the whole thing. So, um, then, uh, the other four are immediately swept away as souls into the couple's car in which of course the new baby was just born. Um, mm. so they quickly realize that they're, 
they've become some sort of like guardian angel situation for him as he's growing up yeah they're like Um, bonded to the soul of this child somehow right and and also physically so they have to stay within like 20 25 feet of him uh, and if he moves and they don't move they get like drugged through the air Uh, yeah so they literally have to all stay all together at the same time that seems like a weird rule but okay yeah yeah I mean, it makes for some, like, fun hijinks and whatnot, so, like, it's it's kind of a cool device. Yeah, like... Uh, I, mean, I wasn't complaining, I was just, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. not a thing you see elsewhere. Yeah, yeah sure. like, Tom Sizemore is, like, trying to perv on someone, and, uh-oh, the kid walked slightly away, and so he can't yeah. look up somebody's skirt like a piece of yeah. shit. There's, like, at least two of those, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does... That happens, yeah, maybe yeah. thrice. Early 90s, I mean, you know. Um, So in the beginning, he can see them and interact with them, uh, but it becomes clear through his actions and looking like a weirdo because he's talking to people that don't exist in public um, that this is not great for his developmental progress. Uh, So they collectively decide to no longer show themselves to him, which is apparently a thing that they can like turn off and on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we skip a bunch of years until he becomes grown up. RDJ, yeah, this is the but... halfway point of the movie. So like, yeah. literally, the first half of the movie is them developing a relationship with this child, and then yeah. being like, "Uh, we outie." Yeah, we fucked up. So then, yeah. is there like the? But you were just my imaginary friends. Scene yep. When... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're we're getting there. Yeah. Quickly. Naturally, um, like yeah. you've seen this movie. Yeah. So we we truly smash cut uh, uh, until it's grown up RDJ, um, and they're still around, but it's clear that they aren't interacting with him. They're just sort of in the background or whatever. And they're like, oh, he's like a high powered banker sort of guy. He's become a bit of a douche. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't um, make close uh, relationships, and I think that's the key point is that yes, because he had these close relationships and they disappeared for mm-hmm. twenty years, he doesn't yeah. make close relationships anymore. Oh, you see, I thought you were going to say close up magic, and I was wondering when <laughs> Anderson was going to show up. Yeah. That would it, be something. And, and then he gets one of those uh, Fugazi balls or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. No, 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 that's another t-shirt. Because, like... <laughs> It's the, it's the just, kinetic juggling. Yeah. It's Fushigi balls, but like the members of Fugazi's faces. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. A band no one likes. Yeah, A band that no one could pick a member out of a lineup. It's the guy who was also in Minor Threat. That's the only thing I know about him. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh God! Well, Fugazi was like they had they were famous they, they had, were I mean they were they're important they were, yeah they were the zon to their in smashing pumpkin in that time and yeah all sorts yeah. of stuff yeah minor threat was like huge in the early hardcore days and then yeah. Fugazi happened and everybody's like okay yeah all right it's Fugazi anyway <laughs> yeah. so yeah no Fugazi no f- balls there were no Fugazi balls in this <laughs> from, no. from Parker Brothers indeed <laughs> 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 Oh dear! Oh, um, we're gonna get copyright yeah. infringement for when I put the Parker Brothers logo on this, but <laughs> for three T-shirts, that would probably alright. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're still following him around, but sort of they again they don't really interact with him. So they're like, like oh, you know, he's gonna go fuck up Kurtwood Smith's life. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, why do they keep sending him to fuck up Kurtwood Smith's life? Yeah. yeah. But like, but he they, likes they it. Can't, he's like, good at it. Anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, yeah, um, so he's also dating Elizabeth Shue, um, but because of his like detachment and abandonment issues, he's kind mm. of fucking it up. Um, but as Seth was just mentioning, they're sort of along for the ride. They can't like really like tell they're him, like, like, "Hey, you're oh, fucking this up. you like, should you should tell her how you feel, Robbie." Yeah. 
And then he just does stupid shit, and they're all like, ah, so close. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a whole thing. Um, so immediately out of nowhere, Pamer shows back up on the fucking ghost bus um, and indicates that, oops, he forgot about them, and he's like, 20 years too late. Um, so he's but, been he's been trying to pick up everybody who was on the ghost bus. It turns out that no, there's like a yes. complicated cosmology to all of this. Where yeah, so wait, wasn't one of the people on the ghost bus a woman in labor? No, no, no they were in, their in a separate car. That's that's RDJ's mom. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, this is when he they break the mechanism sort of wide open. So this whole time, this was their opportunity to resolve unfinished business from their lives through RDJ because he's corporeal, right? Right. He is cool. their corporeal being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, I get it. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, conveniently, they all have one big thing, but now it's too late um, because he's here to take them because he's already late for picking them up. They should have already done this, essentially. Yeah. Basically, so and, he, and he any, says there... an angel was supposed to come down and explain this to you, and that yeah. didn't happen. So there was like a right. clerical error. Yeah. So they've just been in purgatory this whole time without knowing like the point of the whole thing. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, too somebody late. should have told you this. But yeah, too bad. We got to go now. So is yeah. there like any any repercussion to them not accomplishing their their unfinished business, or is it just they don't get to do it? Oh, we're gonna get there. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so out of pity, he says he'll try to buy some extra time since no one came to tell them all about this like thirty years ago. So immediately they like jump into action. They're scrambling uh, to get him to recognize them again because they've been turned off, quote unquote, for you know twenty five years or whatever. Um, so uh, he, they do, they're in the car with him and they're like, they finally figure out like, I think it's Sizemore just like starts shouting at him and they sing Walk Like a Man, which is a thing that they always Dude, shared when constantly. he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it sort of snaps um, and he does and he freaks out a little bit and crashes his car. Um, when he realizes who they are and sort of remembers his whole childhood, he's pissed off about the abandonment stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, and so he tries to ignore them again, which they don't take kindly to. And there's some hijinks and it's like a whole thing. Um, basically they come to a compromise. Like he will do this thing for them if they just like agree to not interfere with his life and then fuck off when they're done. Yeah. Like, just, just get out of here. Basically. Mm-hmm. They, um, his, it's a BMW, right? That he drives. No, it's an infinity, like one of the first infinities. Oh, weirdly. interesting. Well, it keeps yeah. getting Is fucked infinity up. Infinity not that old. Not no, really. they were they were the um, luxury brand that was born out of Oldsmobile, uh, maybe. No, it's something Japanese, but I forget oh. which. Hmm. Ooh, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, they they are like from the nineties. It looks like a weird old Buick almost. It's very yeah. bubbly and huge, and yeah. yeah, it's a very weird car. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we start with Sizemore. Uh, he has to get back some stamps that he stole from a little kid when he mm-hmm. was a scumbag just cause they were worth like a shitload of money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's always felt okay, bad so about not it. not just like regular stamps. Like, no, no, like they, no, they say they're they worth like a hundred grand now. Yeah. They were like yeah. 1914 stamps or some shit. Yeah. Cause I could, I can imagine Sizemore just stealing stamp, like a book of stamps from a child <laughs> he sure. does. and then like just for making no them and slapping them on the side of a mailbox in front of the kid like mm-hmm. yeah that does seem sure. about right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah, uh, gotta... it's kind of similar to that to be honest yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so they do steal it back from the old guy that he stole it for originally um there's some fun goof ups like he escapes out a window and there used to be a house oh he climb oh onto. we forgot to say the, the ghost gone. can possess 
Robert Downey Jr. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they uh, they can't they can't like touch anything. Like they couldn't literally pick up a book of stamps. So he has to jump into RDJ, do the shit. But the problem is people can't see the ghost, but they can see RDJ. So he's committing a bunch of crimes this whole time. Yeah. Which <laughs> poses some obvious problems. Yeah. 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 And he does a good job putting on the affects of the other characters. When, oh my god. When, so good. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, he's actually a pretty good actor. He is. Um, especially when he's just on so many drugs. I know, you'd think it would be like bad and kind of flat, but it's like the like, opposite. No, he he's does like a very really good job. It's it's yeah. it's kind of surprising. Um, well, I, and, you know, I very he, agree. Yeah. You know, he was he was on SNL in the 80s like he's Oh yeah, for like one or two seasons, yeah. Yeah, him and him and Anthony Michael Hall like, oh. like he I think he has like a he has more of a comedy background than you assume mm-hmm. nowadays at least. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, and his dad was Robert Downey Sr., you know? <laughs> I mean, I'll take that on face value. <laughs> That's how names work. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he was an independent filmmaker in the 60s. Oh, oh no shit. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did a bunch of heroin. I mean, well, who did? Runs in the fam, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, Sizemore gets the stamps back, and you're seeing this, like, kind of weirdly soft side of him, and it's very endearing, and he gives it back to the dad who's, like, this nerdy – or the the kid who's this nerdy dad now – with his, like, he's in kind of not a great apartment or whatever, and he opens the door, they knock, and, like, uh, um, ding-dong ditch him with the stamps on the ground, and he, like, sees the stamps, and he's like, honey, we're rich! And, like, everybody's like, ah, oh, we did a good thing! Um, and it's, like, yeah. it's it's sort of the first payoff that the movie gets. Yeah. Um, so then we go outside, and Pamer immediately shows up, of course, and he's like, gotta take one of you right now. And so Sizemore gets on the bus, and he's gone. Yeah, um, it seems like a waste, of, a waste of ghost gas to make all these trips. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it it but might be free or London I'm not power. sure Ghost know. Russia invaded Ghost Ukraine to really just fuck up the gas prices <laughs> yet. But that's, well, that's a good true. Point. Yeah. yeah, and it was the 90s. I think gas was kind of cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so next, we hit some speed bumps on the other trajectories. Like we can't find uh, Alfrey's kids and stuff, so we're gonna work on that later. We immediately go to Grodin, um, and he ends up singing at a B.B. King show that they just break into, and he inhabits RDJ. RDJ walks onto stage before B.B. King and says, time for the national anthem, and there's this back and forth because he has a bunch of stage fright, but he does end up singing, and it's, like, glorious, and everybody's, and like, And B.B. You know, King, like, ovation. accompanies him, is, like, giving him, yeah. like, guitar riffs and shit. It's yeah. very fun. It's dope, and it, it is a triumph, which is oh. the thing that Grodin wanted. Um there so. was a, a weird during the Robert Downey Jr. like almost comeback before Marvel, like when he was on Ally McBeal and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was doing a lot of like singing and things. I think he he's one of those actors who's just who's like, yeah, if I if I can sing, I would I'll be. Uh, yeah. So I could not tell when when wife and I were watching this. I was like, it almost sounds like they took RDJ's real voice and then like Grodin or somebody else that can sing and actually sort of like overlaid them. I couldn't tell, but it was fucking amazing. Like the singing mm-hmm. was genuinely good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either way. So he doesn't even make it off stage and the bus pulls onto stage, which of course no one can see except for RDJ and the ghosts. And Grodin's like, no, nope, I'm good. Like that's all I needed. And so he gets on the bus and takes off. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, that's so, so much different than you have to make amends for stealing something from a child that would have made yeah. their life easier. It's like you just have to sing in front of a person. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's lower stakes for sure. Yeah. 
Um, the the funny part about this whole thing is that uh, it was a concert that the BB King concert was one that RDJ turned down going to with Liz Shu and her parents. So she sees RDJ on stage singing the national anthem and is like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. is happening?" And she breaks I don't know up with this him person. Right yeah. So she's just like, "You're insane. We're done." Um, yeah. Um, so next one, they're rushing around to get to Alfrey's kids. Um, when uh, RDJ, they they're like her, they her, Sacramento. her business is like knowing what happened to her children. Yeah, just like having finality on like, did her kids grow up okay? Essentially, um, they can't find them. They go the whole way to like, or they try to. They got adopted out, and the, the adoption records are sealed or whatever. So um, in this uh, infinity that ends up getting completely destroyed at every single turn, he backs into the cop. That's been showing up like when he jumps on stage at a BB King concert and like uh-huh. does other wacky shit. Mm. And the cop is like, what the fuck is your deal, man? Like, I, what is happening here? And then he his kid and his wife are there and he walks away for a second and starts singing this song that's very specific. And Alfred's like, holy shit, I made up that song. And she realizes this kid or this cop is her kid. Yeah. Got um, it. So like in a magical moment, like it all sort of worked out. Um, the one thing, uh, I guess the finality of that is... Um, Al, they found out that the his sisters are in Sacramento, and he had been looking for his sisters for his whole life. Couldn't find him because mm-hmm. they and were so RDJ, separated through the adoption process. So, right, right. So is, RDJ tells him like, "I know where your sisters are. They're in Sacramento. They got adopted to such and such family." And he's like, he obviously is confused as to what's going on, but he says he was like his mom's friend or some shit. I don't know. He covers it, and mm-hmm. um, and the cops like impressed and like lets him go, and it's all pretty good. Instead so, of arresting him for. <laughs> Yeah, all the so shit many done. things. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. literally everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally, uh, just Kira left. Oh, Alfred gets on the bus then and leaves. Uh, just Kira left. Uh, they trek up to this farm uh, up out in the country where her long lost love lived, only to immediately find out uh, that Pamer is already there waiting for them. So she like won't get to do her thing because he's like, no, this is it. Like we really have to take you. Like I'm way over schedule. Um, RDJ just runs away from him, essentially. Like, they're like, fuck you. Yeah, they have, like, a low-speed chase and car (laughs) and ghost bus. And a ghost bus down a dirt road. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They knock on the house. Uh, They sadly find out that Kira's love died, like, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, RDJ is the maddest in the world. Like, he's, it's like cosmic injustice that Kira doesn't get to, like, realize her final dream right mm-hmm. he's like this isn't how it's supposed to go like this is all supposed to work out and it did for everybody else like why is this happening she reassures him that it's okay because her act can be making sure that him and elizabeth shoe have the life that she never had because mm-hmm. she essentially like abandoned love on sort of a sporadic like night yeah she, 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 was, she like, was proposed to and spurned her yeah. boyfriend and was uh, on the bus that killed them to like yeah. reconcile right. Yeah. So, yeah. what what would it if he hadn't died? What would it have been? Would would RDJ have like? Would he, I don't would... know. <laughs> I mean, he, he had to. It's a plot device, it's, right? Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's not a little bit contrived. Yeah, I mean, so is everything. He backs into Alfred's son. Like, yeah, everything is like very perfect, but mm-hmm. it feels good in the moment for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he says, okay, they hug and they can actually feel each other, which is a thing that he could never do in the past. And so that's like a nice little sweet moment. Um, and then he arranges to meet Elizabeth Shue, uh, at the Arboretum where they previously had a fight, which is the fuck. they do like a picnic in the middle of the Arboretum. Like it fucking rules. It's so cool. Um, and he does a callback by giving her a bunch of I keys wish I was all of rich. shit. I know. Yeah. Like they just let him in like after hours or some shit. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, he does a callback by giving her keys to his apartment and his car and all that shit, which is the yeah. thing she had previously mentioned that he hadn't done, which is like a sign of commitment or whatever. Um, <laughs> and it's all a happy ending, and they dance into the night under the arboretum, and uh, that's it. That's the yeah, thing. that's the movie. So it's a lot, okay. but it's it's very '90s idealism. Like it's yeah, like nothing goes wrong, everything works out. It's just like a feel good time. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's yep. fine. So, all right. So, what do I need to know about it? Um, there's not a ton of not like, lore. Much, or honestly, there's not that much. Um, it, yeah. it 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 was a flop. Yep, it did not make money. Yeah. Um, do you have the actual money? Yeah, I do. Uh, it uh, it it cost twenty five million, and it made sixteen. Sixteen point five. Which with, great. with all this star power and like it must have been a marketing thing because this is the type of movie yeah, people yeah, would go supernatural, see. Supernatural, like, like feel good. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like it's a weird sell, you know. Yeah, I guess. But like, I mean, this is when like all the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan rom coms are like completely contrived and stupid, and they all made like 150 million. So like, I don't know. But like, eh. we, we talked about this a few weeks ago with what those movies are about. They're, I guess, they're contrived, but they're contrived in the sense of two people haven't met each other yet yeah that's the contrivance yeah. okay yeah. so it's more realistic for sure yeah yeah, yeah. i mean fair. this one did have four writers for the screenplay um which is and neat. it's based on a book or a short story or some shit oh uh, maybe uh, i could be wrong not, not that i'm aware of but maybe okay yeah could be. It sure did. Uh, i fucking don't know Chicken soup for the Robert Downey Jr. soul. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody, so, nobody really likes it. It's um, the it seems like people like it and critics very did not like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, RDJ got a Saturn Award for mm-hmm. for it for best actor. So I mean, that's he, something. He also says this is one of his favorite movies that he like his experience. I um, wouldn't. Which that I doesn't surprise yeah. me at all because it seems like he gets to actually like really walk around in these yeah. different roles because yep. he he gets, gets to, to stretch his legs for sure. Mm-hmm. Gets to do some some fun some fun acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like this movie yeah. is kind of nothing. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I, so the the history on this one, Seth, this is your first time viewing, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I somehow caught this movie as a kid, like maybe on TV or something. This was one of the like three movies where if we went to the video rental store and I couldn't find a cool new thing I wanted, I would just rent this again. Like I've probably seen this what? movie like 25 times, like not even kidding. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Right. And so it mostly as a kid. And I was telling Seth before we watched, I was like, the last time I saw this, I was probably 12. Like mm-hmm. it's been that long. And I'm a little worried that A, it's from the 90s, it's going to be problematic, or B, like it just, yeah, it literally is nothing, and I have no emotional attachment to it. Exact opposite. It was exactly as good it, as it, I remembered like, it. I was like so excited to watch it's, it. Where you just like, was, was as moments were happening, you were remembering them. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's wow. not, and like, yeah. it's not problematic either. Like, as far yeah. as, as, as like prima facie, like I didn't notice things that were like, upsetting which often happens in oh, yeah. movies from this period well like uh, sizemore's being a, a perv and everybody calls him out on it like yeah which is everyone surprising. is constantly yeah. calling him out on stuff they like yeah. the there's there's a couple of like race things but they're always like yeah no it's actually not an issue every human yeah. is a human don't yeah. worry about it and i'm like oh okay yeah 
Cool. <laughs> Confusing, but great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 1993. It's 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 really kind of kind of crazy. This mm-hmm. makes so much sense for Zach. Like no, like knowing that this movie shaped Zach so much. It's like it's <laughs> it's it's a good hearted, uh, mm-hmm. kind of silly, inclusive. Uh, inclusively messaged movie where uh, you get to be open about the existence of open to the idea of the existence of ghosts. This, yeah. is, uh, this is the four quadrants of Zach. Yeah, wow, that that felt like a huge compliment, or I'm going to take it as such. No, it is. It is absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. I think I do like a situation where it's just perfectly idealistic and everybody wins and it's all like good. Like that's all I want out of anything. And I think this much like this very this movie is definitely that, that for for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Seth, did you have any other specific stuff? Not I didn't really. Have really, much. I don't remember what what I even like sent comments to you about. Like, I don't think oh, anything yeah. was that interesting. No, um, it's just yeah. the The shift in the middle is weird. So that's what critics didn't like, where they're like, "Okay, it was one movie about ghosts that are trapped to a guy," and then it seems like critics did not like when they came back to in his consciousness and then had to carry out their own shit. Yeah. Like everybody it, hated it, that, which that was a little, just wanted to watch Robert Downey Jr. freaking out about a ghost. Yeah. I well, guess? it's also yeah. the, the, the amount of time that they dedicated to these two different parts, the setup, the setup sure, took sure. literally half of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. then it seemed like ghosts fulfilling their like, uh, or 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 finishing their their unfinished business mm-hmm. was so quick. Yeah, everybody gets like a, a tight eight minutes, and then we move on immediately. And like, yeah, yeah that's, and that's and fair. and yeah. like I feel like it, it could have done with a little more uh, drama or or yeah, you know each each of these ghost ghost f- businesses could have done with a second act. Like it would have been sure nice to see them actually fleshed out and see some adversity at all yeah that's the problem i have is we spent so yeah. long establishing and then we like oh yeah hey ghost thing the obvious <laughs> first answer is the first answer yeah let's do it end of yeah. story and and that is a little frustrating it, it, i hate to say it but this could have done with a longer runtime no, you don't say. <laughs> That's crazy. How long yeah. was it again? Uh, um, 144. One, yeah. one hour 44. So. Yeah. Like, in wow. the pocket. So you, so yeah. you wanted it to be three hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. That would have been a staggeringly different movie, for sure. Yeah. I, I agree, well, I Seth. Mean, like, I don't know. I could we, have. We've established a rule. It's 90 minutes or three hours. <laughs> That's so. true. That's yeah, true. I could have done with, you know, a lot more backstory, a lot more pervy mm-hmm. size more we could have made <laughs> jokes about his dick because oh. you know he's size more uh, oh, all sorts of things okay yeah i mean we we, we could have really f- fleshed out like the lives of uh, alfie's children and yeah. you know how they dealt with the fact that their mother died and all sorts of stuff like that the kira mm. cedric thing we could have looked into her her like spurned lover and sort of like hey how, how does how does that go down and then right. y- you know your um your your uh charles groden uh, uh, no notes <laughs> his, i don't know where you would have even gone with his yeah, yeah it's, it's like fine it had it's to fine happen. 
Yeah. No, it's true. Like the Alfrey storyline and the Kira storyline both had like conflict that was resolved in literally eight seconds after that. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, so, we're never like, going to find my kids. And then so, it's like, oh, that's my kid right in, there. <laughs> in, this is a very rare case where I think it could have benefited from yeah. actually fleshing these out. Yeah. More. No, I agree. That's fair. Usually I don't care about, especially like romantic subplots. I mean, oh my God. Right. But. Right. Yeah. Um, that's fair yeah um should we do i don't have thing? anything else to say really like it's fine it's a fine movie yeah. all right so seems reasonable. zach loves heart and souls i do i really with do a, with a with a with a just it, much like robert downey jr in this movie it was a big part of your life for a very at a very early stage in your life and then it went away for years mm-hmm. and oh, then it came back wow. and you weren't sure it came back and you weren't sure what to think of it, but as you got uh, more acclimated, you, yeah. you realize that this is this is important to you and, and it makes you happy. That's pretty fucking weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I guess you could say that your life is the movie High. Uh, sorry, I, I, said, I was going to say High Spirits because uh, oh, yeah, I'll admit sure. I've been looking Ooh. up uh, pictures from the movie High Spirits for the last few minutes <laughs> while, while we've been talking. Sure, cool, sure. Cool, cool, well, cool. as one fair, does, fair, yeah. Fair. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so zach zach is the movie heart and soul zach yeah. zach is heart and souls that's the poster uh, okay. and okay. seth wishes it was three hours long <laughs> zach Those are the two is quotes, chess yeah. he is <laughs> the... uh-huh, uh-huh. all right jesus christ all right so uh. this 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 movie with uh seventeen thousand four hundred and nine votes mm-hmm is a 6.9. A noise, noise, noise. It's been a while. <laughs> wow. No wonder you are this movie. Yeah, I'm looking back at the score sheet. It's been a long while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well done, well done. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, I'll rate first. Yes. Um, all right. This movie, it's fine. Um, I I do actually like RDJ. I think he does a great job. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think that it could be three hours long. <laughs> because that's the option apparently yep. in our lives it's, it's a very binary situation yes <laughs> there was only one time when this was when this rule could be could be bent and it was in 1995 and that was when all movies were required to be 95 minutes long to have synergy with windows 95 <laughs> oh that has come up before yeah when did dances mm-hmm. with wolves come out like 91 oh okay all right. I, I mean, I was gonna like be like Dances with Wolves is like two hours and forty nine minutes or some Wait, shit. Mm. When did Forrest Gump come out? That might have been nineteen ninety four. Ooh, just missed it. Ooh, right, so close. I can't think of anything that came out in ninety five. I, I mean, say. The Rock. Uh, <laughs> I think Apollo thirteen was ninety five. Oh, Gary Sinise, mm. back in the circle. Hey, we did. Uh, it. Mm. Um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it's not a perfect movie. It's not a bad movie sure i don't know (laughs) 6.9 that's a perfectly nice movie yes (laughs) yeah it's a perfectly nice movie yeah um okay lee you're organ harvesting with a hard hard turn in the middle Mm -hmm. to uh to to upsetting gore I like I like it. I like organ harvesting, obviously. I like nope. uh I like hard turns. Obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um 
you get a 7.9. Hey. Okay. All right. Thank you. I think I think I think I, I'm a little jarred by the turn, but you know, mm-hmm. I need to see it. So get yeah. that done. Get it produced. And then we'll talk. Right. Okay? <laughs> I, I mean, Grodin just died, so I think I can mutilate his corpse. They'll still still be legible. You know? I, I noticed yeah, that. I, yeah, I, that's true. That's true. That's true. You can definitely <laughs> exhume that corpse. That's a good idea. Seth's got RDJ Coke energy all the time. <laughs> that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I was trying to embody. Wonderful, Interesting. Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw Grodin just died. He had he lived into his 80s, though, I think, like. But he died yeah. in like 2021 or something. I was like, oh, it must have been COVID. But no, he know. just was an old man. Yeah, he's just old. yeah. I think he was just older than you than you realize. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was born in like the 30s or something. Yeah, um, mm, that doesn't anyway. quite track, but that's fine. No, late 30s. No, I still didn't track. Give him right. 120. Um, <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. No, he was um, 90, but that's fine. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, uh, original movie, yeah, uh, fucking great. I, it's rare that you rewatch a childhood movie and it's like as good as you remembered, or even like remotely in the ballpark. So Star Trek was 4. very happy to see it. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. I mean, for me, for me, because I mean, I love the aggressive environmentalism. So. Certainly, as so say we all. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I gotta go like full like eight three on this one. Ooh, um, wow, it fucking rules. If let me tell you, it was fucking hard to find a copy of this. But if anyone in the world like can do that, I highly recommend giving it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Lee faked movie um, also great. I was picturing like you were very uh, descriptive with your like what kind of horror and what kind of like effects and body stuff and whatnot. Loved it. Uh, the turn in the middle kind of thing. Also, like and everybody dies and you're not really that sad about it. Movie is really fun. Like where it's not tragic that the heroes or the I guess the protagonist group of people die because they did it in kind of a fun way. And it was like in the service of keeping the heart uh, out of bad hands and all that. And then Groden gets his at the end, which is great. Um, yeah, fucking good. I mean, nine. Definitely nine. Yeah, mm, okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, thank you. I got nothing. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to contribute here. Yeah, sure enough. Um, all right. Well, next I'm doing a movie with yet again a just awful title called Peter's Friends. <laughs> What the fuck could that be? A, A, I have to make that movie. B, a movie in the real world exists with that title, which is even stupid. Find it now. I know Lee already watched it like a bastard and was like, "Hey, you should watch it on this platform." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll get to it." And it's not on the platform anymore. So cool. I even told you how long you had. Yeah, that's true. There was a deadline. Gave me a hard limit. It was like three days, and like that's not gonna happen, man. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Russian internet. It, yeah, it Russia generally well, doesn't fail. Harder and harder to use oh, because yeah. they're being real shitty. Because they're dumb dildos. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Anyway, I'll have to use the Korean internet. 